gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2 8. It was just a 2 8. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you know, Are we kissing sisters, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes to FIFA, this guy's 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's now. It looks like a heron shot all over it. You guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now, right? You gotta understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the hounds are back. Welcome everybody to episode number 127 of the Battle Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Listen, we're days away from a game, Danny. Days. Ah, days. That's you it. feel it? Five days. And I still don't Five know how I'm going to watch it. Maybe our guest has, a, has some idea of how. But I have no idea how we're going to watch it, but it's got to be gonna... televised somewhere. We're probably going to have one of our reporters do like incognito reporting and just like drop five-minute updates on Twitter or something. Like what Franco did at FIU last like year? Franco. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, but not Franco today. Uh, we do have a special guest. We got Mr. Tom Bogert, uh, Tom Bogert joining us Correct. today. How are you doing, <laughs> sir? I'm good. How about you, fellas? Um, and and I, I will say, I'll, I'll already answer the first question. I get the preseason stream question a lot, and I have for years. It's as frustrating to me as it is to everybody else. Usually, usually I have no idea. Usually it's not stream, so... No, it's, it's ridiculous. I have no idea how we're going to watch it, but it's got to be a way because we've been waiting for this for quite a while. Uh, before we get started, though, on, on just the regular questions, I didn't have a question. Uh, in the United States, obviously, MLS isn't considered one of the biggest sports. How exactly did you end up covering MLS? Yeah, so I've always been a soccer guy. Um, it was pretty clear, I think, by the time early in high school that I might might not quite make it as a professional, given my uh, lack of elite athleticism or elite touch or, you know, any of the general skills that, that go into being a professional, not, not to mention uh, determination and drive, right, um, discipline. So um, and then I, I stumbled into a journalism class in high school, and I was like, wait a minute, dudes just get you can make a living by just writing and talking about sports. It's like, I think that's the second best thing, right? Um, so, like, I always knew for a while. I was lucky that I knew for a while that's what I wanted to do. I played college soccer um, at, at a school that was kind of outside New York City, so that helped a lot with, like, internships and stuff. I always wanted to do soccer, but I was open to, like, doing NBA stuff, some big uh, basketball fans, some other stuff. I was just going wherever the opportunities were, really, um, while I was still writing about soccer. I got lucky to kind of get my foot in the door to mwestsoccer.com. By, I, I got the email to the editor-in-chief at the time. And I was like, hey, here are five article ideas that I wanted to pitch. And he's like, hey, thanks for the email. Don't like any of these ideas, but uh, read, read your clips and like, hey, like maybe uh, maybe we could talk. And I was like, sure, what do you have in mind? And then he kind of brought me in for, honest to God, he called it a trial, which I thought was pretty funny. Brought me in for a trial and uh, got lucky from there. Yeah, that's interesting. Ooh, that's nice. Now, uh, one more thing before we get into the actual <clears throat> pitch stuff. You look like you're a distinguished gentleman that loves to dress well. So I, mean, I had look a at question his mustache. For you. It's yeah, majestic. Exactly. For sure. That, that's majestic right there. Uh, Ray Hudson quote right there. So <laughs> I want to know, would you be caught wearing something, let's say, like this? No. No, it's because tough. It's extraordinarily tough. I cannot believe that Balenciaga has dropped this 
apparel. And if, if I were to say, what do you think the price tag on that is? Well, it's oh, Balenciaga. You kind of must be like a thousand bucks or something, right? To be a full kit wanker and whatever the hell that is. A thousand dollars. thousand dollars. Is high is high fashion just like you have to look dumb and then be like, no, you don't get it. It's fashion. I get it more than you because I think I look good. It's like that. Is that part of the whole bit? Like it's like it's like art collecting. It's like if if you just say you're smart and you're an art guy, maybe maybe give a little European accent. Then, like, even if the painting is shit, you can just be like, "I know more than you. You don't. You just don't understand it." Like, maybe that's like, maybe that's a fashion play here. How how well, good how, thing that it, it's how a good thing that that kid's wearing sunglasses. Well, how many <laughs> you with that? Looks like he stepped on pancakes with the shoes too. I think that, that, that was distracted by that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really bad. So uh, those look like rest- the jumpers for basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you're a Knicks fan. Yes, sir. Big Knicks fan. Big, long-time struggling Knicks fan, but things have been good. I was at, I was at the Garden uh, this week when they when they put the smackdown on the, on the Blazers. That was nice. No, First game no, of the season no. for me, so that, that was juiced. Chris is a big Knicks fan also. All right. Bing bong! Right. Bing bong! <laughs> All right, so Messi won Best FIFA Men's Player of 2023. Uh, I had, those people at Fabian, we just had him on last week. He posted on that. He's been getting a lot of backlash. They said that he felt like that was almost uh, – a testament to League's Cup and the validity of League's Cup. Now, I wouldn't go take it to that extent. I think they were just being nice to Messi, giving him one last trophy on the way out because he's not getting any more. Tom, what do you think about the League's Cup and the way people view it across the country? I like it. I, I, I was a little bit – I was excited, like cautiously optimistic about it before it started. I understood all the skepticisms. My biggest worry was that if the teams didn't really care enough, right, like this was only going to be as good – as the teams cared. If they like the the Concacaf Champions League used to be awful at the beginning. Like MLS teams are using it with like their rotation. The Mexican teams weren't like I, like it wasn't what it is right now because teams really didn't care. They didn't have enough of incentive to care. I guess that they made enough of an incentive incentive for the League Cup. Where like those felt like playoff games. Like it was a lot of fun. Like I liked it. Again, I was pretty optimistic about it, to be fair, but like it exceeded my expectations, so I liked it a lot. I wouldn't go as far as to say that it that it's determining these awards, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, um, but uh, but I will say it, it passed the sniff test for me in year one. I'm happy to see what happens in year two. Like again, they, they obviously have kinks to work out. I understand the Liga Mekis teams like weren't thrilled. Like I don't know, may, maybe it was just at the end when they're like, oh, we don't have any teams in the finals because we didn't get to play any games at home. Well, like the people putting together this tournament wanted it to be in the United States. Like the, Mex- the the people representing the Mexican clubs wanted it in the United States. It wasn't, it wasn't like MLS was like, you can only do this if this, like it was, that was a mutually beneficial thing. And again, I get it. I get on the sporting side why you'd be, wouldn't be thrilled about it. But like, that was something that not only they agreed to, like they pushed for. So uh, I didn't buy that, but I did really like the tournament and, and I'm looking forward to it this year. Could you see something like that changing? You think that maybe they'd go like this year, Mexico or this year, both countries. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but but again, like the foundation of this idea, like in a business sense, it was MLS wants the uh, soccer fans in the United States who are Liga MX fans to come some more MLS eight games. The Liga MX teams wanted their fans that are in the United States to be able to come to more games, right? Like, so the whole idea was predicated around it being here. And again, maybe because it was teams took it much more, like took it very seriously, maybe that there's enough of like, a, okay, maybe we can rethink that and we'll have, you know, group stages in, in America. That, and then like, 
kind of go back and forth in, in the knockout rounds or whatever. But we'll see. Like, I think that's all on the table. They've already changed several things in, in the first few years of this iterative, but like when it was being soft launched or whatever. So like, and again, one of making fun of MLS, they change things a lot anyway. So it's like, I don't think that it's out of the question that, that there will be tweaks to this. And, but again, like I, I really did like the first, the first kind of go at it. I was, uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier today. It's called Managing Expectations Podcast. And it was from November 2nd, 2022. And the host, Mr. Tom Bogert, gave a take about how he felt about Messi coming and how he was just surprised that it was, even in the conversation, that it was like a legit chance that he would be coming here. So like we are now here, January 15th, 2024. How do you feel about this whole Messi thing? Took me a second to be like, whoa, what? That, that podcast sounds familiar. I was like, oh, yeah, I used to do that for a little bit. Now, now we should <laughs> switch it up to YouTube, <laughs> you know, evolving at the times. And by, Dude, by I, the way, I, I, want, before, I know you're going to – I'm going to give you a chance to plug it afterwards. But No, no, no. I was, I, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't me trying to show myself. I'm, I'm not good at that anyway. I was just making fun of myself. Um, right. so, so, yeah, look, like my thoughts have, have stayed similar in that, like, it was also – like just trying to conceptualize – that he turned down $1.5 billion in Saudi Arabia. It's nothing that we can really imagine. And like, again, like just taking a step back, the macro view, that's, that's obvious. Like if a player's going somewhere for money, it's Saudi. And like, this wasn't even close. Like it's so awesome that he's here. And then it felt like, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things that's tough to put expectations towards because they could be anything and they can be sky high. You don't want to set yourself up to be like, wow, he's not, what if he's not, you know, the prime, the very best version of himself, which is, again, literally the very best player of all time. Um, and then, like, when he got here, it's like, oh, my God, like, this dude is is incredible. It's kind of, like, lived up to all the expectations. Like, I was at, again, like, that the Leaks Cup debut. Like, it, it was, like, written by, by Hollywood scriptwriters. I was at Red Bull Arena for his, like, MLS, like, first, league debut. The, he starts on the bench. Yeah. He cut in, like... Uh, the assist of the year, or sorry, the, the goal of the year with the, for the he passes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's it's like at every point, it's like, oh, this can't happen. Oh, this can't happen. Oh, they're down two 0 at at halftime to FC Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup semi. Okay, it's finally gonna stop now. And then it's just like time and time again. It was just it's just unreal, man. And like, it is really cool to see just how many people kind of come out of like. Who, again, this is a, a global icon. This is a generational, this is a world icon of like the history of the globe, right? Not just like athletes, not just right now. And like seeing how many more people are looking at the league and looking at Miami, I think is just an awesome thing. And, and again, hopefully it spurs more positive change in this league. But again, it, it is just well and truly surreal, even though that this has been in the works for several years and, and we all kind of hoped or maybe thought it would happen. Like I, I wasn't re- even really mentally prepared for it because it's just been even better than, than I could have imagined. For sure. Well, and and you and you're speaking a little bit about sort of what the what the perspective is from like the MLS fans perspective and a lot of MLS guys they kind of don't like this whole messy deal right <laughs> uh, i mean but like what what's your opinion on this do you think it's good for the MLS do you think it's bad like what what do you think in terms of like the structure of the deal no in terms of like the 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 best the parody because some I mean, people to, are, are saying uh, that, that that we're getting rid of parody because they're allowing Inter Miami to sign Luis Suarez on a TAM deal, so they're yeah. saying that it's not fair. No, nah, man. Because, but, that, but that's the thing. Like, like there is like there's still going to be parity. Like they're going to be the the overwhelming favorite. But like I don't know, man. Like they didn't make the playoffs, right? Like I know that they came in. Like the, the players came midseason. They had to sacrifice a couple of the MLS game, the regular season games, because of the League's Cup run. And they won League's Cup, but like they still didn't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's still there's still going to be that parity, and like. Like, what can MLS, if, if Luis Suarez says, I don't care, I've made 
a billion dollars in my career or whatever the actual number is, all I've wanted to do and all I've said I've wanted to do for the last five, six years, since the day he left Barcelona, I want to play with Messi again. Like, what is MLS supposed to Like, there's no, screw you. You have to, you have to go play for Minnesota United because they'll pay you more. Like, 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 I, I understand like the fans being like, oh, this isn't fair. But like, how do you legislate against this? Like, Honest to God, I, part of me thought, like, dude, no way. Is Nico Ladero going to take, like, a $400,000 deal? Just play with these guys. And, like, he I ends up going to Orlando, I right? I, I was like, no way, right? <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, like, Messi's a draw. South Florida's a draw. LEFC just got Hugo Lloris for $350,000. Like, like, I talked to GMs. Isn't he, like, goalkeeper? He's, like, the third, the 27th highest paid, something like that. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah. talked to, like, scouts and GMs and other teams, and, like, some of them are like, look, like, that deal just doesn't exist for us. And in one hand, it's like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But it's like, they're, all of them, they understand it. They know the jobs they signed up for. They know in Toronto, you get more money. They know in LA, you get all these, like, Chris Henderson is, is a sporting director in Miami. Well, like, you have to do the whim of Lionel Messi and David Beckham and Tata Martino now. Like, everybody knows what they signed up for here, right? Like, again, even if you're the, if you're Pork Smith, Colorado Rapids, yeah, Messi ain't coming, right? Whether it's money, whether it's Colorado, whether it's whatever, like, but they know that. So you have to lean into what you lean in. Philly, like they've leaned into development. Like San Jose is trying this now, right? Like, so yeah, I understand the the worries, I guess, about parody, but like that's the beauty of parody. Like, go ahead, do it your own way. And like there's still only three DP spots per team, right? Like, so if Luis Suarez is gonna take a sweetheart deal, like what can you do? You can't force him at gunpoint. No, take more money and go play somewhere else. Like whatever. Were you surprised that they didn't add a fourth DP spot? Because I was shocked. No. I, no, not no, at all. Really? That, there wasn't any that, it wasn't there wasn't that wasn't a real thing. They weren't talking about that. Well, I guess I, was, I didn't expect Luis Suarez like to come a fantastical on a unicorn that people were like hoping for. No, it's, it's, people believe whatever they see on Twitter. It doesn't matter if there's any legitimacy to it. And then it, it became a narrative. And I'm talking, I'm talking to owners that are in these meetings, and they're like, "We have not discussed this one single time." <laughs> and he's, and like they're like, "We're discussing changes." A fourth DP isn't one of them. It's like like they everybody the people I was speaking to were saying like. 2025 is what they're, they're focusing more of the change from. And I was very disappointed that the lack of change this winter, but like setting the expectation at a fourth DP was not on the table. The, like one of the things that I, that I hope that they should have done was decoupling the U22 initiative and the DPs so that you can have three senior DPs and three U22 initiatives. That would help Miami a lot. Yes. That would help Miami a lot. Um, and, but like a lot of these rules are like a little bit slower <laughs> and teams were like, Part of the discussion was some, and like, I think it was a, some general managers. I know, wait, I know for a fact, some general managers are saying that, no, like, we don't want to let Miami do that immediately because all the other rule changes we do, we, we take more time than this, or we agree to it, and then it comes into effect next season. So, like, I know for a fact that went into the discussions, but, like, that was, like, the biggest level of change that might have come, or, like, increasing the roster a little bit, right? Like, there wasn't a fourth DP. It wasn't, there wasn't an idea to increase the salary cap four or five million that just got voted down. It wasn't even discussed. Yeah. yeah, I wish it would have though, because I mean, I'd like to see bigger names spread out across the the league. Um, well, do you think teams are willing to pony up like how Inter yeah, Miami I mean, is kind of doing right now? It yeah, I mean, not not to, again, like, and that's why my, uh, Jorge Mas and ownership deserve a lot of credit for pulling this off to begin with. Like, and then going into the South America for fifteen million dollars worth of U twenty two initial players, like, well done by them. But like, I think like Toronto would have added a third senior DP. Garth Lagerwey, when he was in Seattle, they mostly did it with three senior DPs, and like, I think he would do that in Atlanta if if they were able to to have. But like, teams know that it it just makes more sense to be able to have all three of those U twenty two initiative slots. 
So again, like I think that's an easy change, and that's something that should have happened already. But whatever, it didn't. You can't talk about you know hope for what should be or, or shouldn't be. You just got to kind of push through with what is. So, but yeah, like it depends, like team by team, market by market. Galaxy, LAFC, Toronto, hell, even yeah, Cincinnati, like some Columbus, probably. Like there are there are at least more than half the te- like. There's more teams like that for me than there are FC Dallas and and San Jose, right, and Philly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so I know that. Uh... You only have a few more minutes with us, so I just wanted to run through because I know people in the chat want to know about. It's my fault. I'm rambling. That's not on you. That's on me. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Uh, It's Miami transfer rumors. All right, so uh, let's see. Stefanelli and Coco Jean, those are two players that Inter Miami fans expect to be gone. Gregory, more or less, everybody's kind of wondering what his status is, and then we're wondering if Christian Medina from Boca in Argentina is an option for us want to know if maybe you have any idea on any of those four players yeah so i'll just kind of try to go rapid fire on these uh the christian medina stuff i don't know it like to be true or not or false like i I don't have any inside info but i will say they can add a young dp like so Mm -hmm. that would be again we're just talking about the money spent like if they did that that'd be phenomenal because leo campana was already bought down by the end of last season and gregory can as well that takes a lot of allocation money they did just trade uh, come on, Mayo to get more out. Like they need allocation money as much as they can possibly get. That's why I think it would make sense. So, so again, like I don't know if if Medina is true or not true, but they can add a young DP because there's a lot of Inter Miami rumors that come out come out, and it's just very easy to be like, that's literally impossible by the finances. Like, hey, we don't even have to look into this, right? Uh, but that one is, is something that could happen. And but again, I don't know if it's true or not. Gregory let's is an a, interesting let's one. Get a Tom bomb. Let's get a Tom bomb. <laughs> Gregory is an interesting one, right? Like. I think he he has the most value of, of like, they didn't want to trade Kamal Miller. That wasn't the plan. They did. Like, Portland kept asking, like, Miami were like, these are the players that we kind of want to get rid of or to generate more money, have to get rid of. And Kamal wasn't one of them. And Portland said, we want we would love Kamal Miller. Let Call us in a couple weeks if you, like, feel stuck. Change your mind. And then that that's how that deal kind of, it was like, they weren't planning to. So I don't know if, if they would be planning to move Gregory. Gregory was their best player in the pre-Miami, the, the six months before Messi. Sorry. I know he only played a few games at the beginning of the season, but you, yeah. you get my point. Yeah. But I, he clearly has more value than John Malta. But he fits so oh, much yeah. like, the be, the best 11 here, like him him being Busquets' bodyguard would be awesome. Like that'd be best case scenario. So if I'm Chris Henderson, I'm exhausting everything else before I, get, I, I transfer or trade Gregory. Uh, again, I, I'd be trying with John Malta because that's that's easy to get his salary out and hopefully get a little allocation money or if you sell him to Brazil, whatever. Um, and then on Coco John or Stefanelli, yeah, it makes sense. I think more so for Coco John if they're going to use their buyout to be on him. Again, I'm sure that they're trying to get actual money for him so they don't have to pay for him, whatever. But, like, yeah, I, I think your deductions are correct that, like, those two salary cap charges just don't make any sense whatsoever in this current group. Stefanelli, there were some rumors that, like, there was a little bit of a nudge from Messi to sign him. I don't know if that's true or if just people were deducing that because he's Argentine. Uh, so maybe that one's a little bit more uh, complicated. But Coco John is somebody who I think it'd make a lot of sense if they if they get rid of him, whether it's a buyout or or a trade. Local reporters over the last few hours started reporting that Stefanelli is probably on his way over to Everton uh, in Chile, I believe. Oh my god! What? No, no, no. Because Brandon Craig is training with them right now in Philly, and I was like, "What in the world is going on?" No, 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 no. Everton and Chile. No, first time I read Everton, I thought the same thing. I was like, "That's quite the jump. That's quite the jump." Uh, So, two more player questions, real quick. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, do you think he's going to stay with Inter Miami? Yes. Because I, you really okay? Yeah. So Tata Martino doesn't see Julian Gressel primarily as a right back. 
Okay. Like he sees like I don't know if, if that means more central midfielder or right winger, but like he's going to play minutes at right back. That's my assumption at least. But like Tata's view of him is center mid or right wing. Like go back to Atlanta those two years, he really played like he'd play right back if they really needed him to, if they were really trying to get other players on the field. Like he's here because of his creativity. He's here for just think of all the games without Messi and the attack looked really stuck. And again, that's not to put on the pressure to, to Julian Gressel or Facundo Farias or, or anybody else that like, hey, Messi's out, go be Messi. But that's just another route and another angle to be creative. If things get bogged down, he is the best crosser in MLS. Leo Campagna thrives on service. And obviously, Luis Suarez, I don't need me to tell you how good. Like, that's just another avenue that, all right, we got stuck. Just have Julian uh, whipping crosses. And, and that gives us another dimension. Hopefully, frees up more space. So, yeah, he, he's he's not here to replace Yedlin. He's here to play with him. But, again, Miami are going to play 60 games, including preseason. He's going to probably They're, they're probably going to get a lot of minutes at right back, too. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, I, I, I thought he was coming in to replace Yadlin because I, uh, I can't see him fitting in, in the midfield. Uh, and then one last question before, uh, if anybody has in the chat has a quick question for, I know the time is, is about to run. Yeah, out. No, 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 yeah, I'm good for a couple questions. Preseason World Tour. What do you think? Because this has been quite the t- topic of conversation here in the Inter-Miami circles. I think it's a great thing. I think it's a little overdone, the whole travel. Maybe I'm wrong. I want to kind of get your thoughts on this preseason World Tour. Uh, it's tough, man. There's uh, gotta get the name out there. Yeah, and like, if not it. now, then when? But how do you balance the like? They either go into the Caribbean to East Asia to to China, and then like Concacaf Champions League starts, and uh, it was just like logistically uh, could like, been better. Yeah, I get it. You got again, like I'm sure these are very lucrative. Again, it's from Saudi Arabia to China, Hong Kong. I'm sure that's very lucrative, and that's that's how you help pay for some of these signings. Like I'm not naive enough to think that the business aspect doesn't come into it. But look, if they look like shit in their first couple games of the season, whether it's fair or unfair, that this preseason tour is gonna get blamed for it. So they better come out strong. Oh, and and if Messi randomly gets injured, oh my god, the game in China. But it's going to be ridiculous because it's going to have nothing to do with it. He would have gotten yep. injured if he was playing in Colorado. But people exactly. Like, yeah, you see, see that it was the, the stupid preseason. Uh, I can't wait for that to happen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I really fucking hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Chris, uh, we're going to let Tom go now. So if you would like to go ahead, Tom, if you would well, give us just a minute or two to give Chris the chance to ask his stupid questions. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, go. It's listen, it's not stupid questions. They're totally necessary to life. But let me get to some of the questions. I got three from the chat. Uh, okay. Mike V is asking, do you still enjoy performing <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> I went to uh, the last two summers. There's been a really good queen cover band that's played at, at this really good kind of uh, theater near me. And it's funny watching people walk around with like the fake mustaches. And like, I wonder if people like have to do a double take. Like, oh, that's a real one. Nice. And then so we got uh and then so we got from the Don uh question for you. How much inner Miami gear do you own? I don't think anything. I don't think so. Because teams uh sometimes I get sometimes uh, teams show their appreciation by by throwing me something. Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't have I bought I bought my sister an Inter Miami like tank top. That's the closest I've come to, to owning okay. an Inter Miami thing. Okay. And then so we'll go with one of the last ones I saw in the chat. Any news on Dixon Arroyo before I get to my awesome questions? <laughs> yeah, um, nothing, nothing new. I mean, it makes sense that like they need to, like I said, like the themes of what we've already been talking about. They need to free up cap space any way they can. 
they have about seven central midfielders already. So again, that this isn't an indictment on Arroyo's ability or how he his quality in Miami. This is just a reality of the salary cap and that they already have all these center mids. And, and again, now that you know that it's, I think Julian Gressel will play mostly there, or, you know, that, that one's more of a guess, but like they just have too many bodies in central midfield to, to make that make sense. Okay. All right. So uh, let me eliminate that question. Oh, you already got it, Danny. Okay. Yeah. So here's some life altering questions here, Tom. All right. When it comes to life, which steak are you picking and which toast are you picking on this list? You yeah, have chat, the, the chat will judge you based off of this. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, two or three on the steak. Okay, good man. That one's good. Medium rare kind of guy. Mm. And then I'm, I'm like a lightly toast guy. So, so probably something between two and three. I'll call it two point five. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's a not bad. Bit longer <laughs> on the That's the first point five we get. That's the first point five we get. <laughs> And oh my god, uh, vertical, triangles? vertical, not not this. Why cut into yeah. triangles? I don't get it. What? Why? Yes. What is the point? What? What's the point? You, know, you are the first guest to ever agree with Chris on this yes. ridiculous. <laughs> what the? I feel pretty strongly about this one. Eh? <laughs> oh. And then that one to, to finish it off, to finish it off. I made a video when I was in the sh grocery store shopping, and I am a I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> I am a front cart holder when I shop. Oh okay? my god, what's wrong with you? Uh, well, I was going to ask you: Do you hold the front man. of the cart or the back of the cart? Who taught you to pull he's the cart like that? Man. Listen, that's the. <laughs> well, how do you even learn that? Go. That's the <laughs> go, baby. He's a caveman. I'm telling you. You're crazy. Yeah. He's a look psychopath. Exactly. All right. I agree with Mike V. So, um, real quick, we we have a bunch of new viewers that watch from all over the world because of Messi, obviously. So, we were trying to get people from different parts of MLS to come to kind of expose everybody to know that it's more than just Messi and it's Miami. So, please, everybody that doesn't, weren't familiar with Tom, Tom Boger works for The Athletic. He is the, everybody loves Fabricio from all over the world. Tom Boger is better than Fabricio and he does the MLS. So, go ahead. You, we, for some reason, your at isn't showing up, but make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. He has a new YouTube channel. Feel free to, to plug that, Tom, before you head out. Yeah, just YouTube at Tom Bogert. Figure it out as we go along. And so there's a little unintentional comedy there as Mitra's trying to do this. And and it, it, it's pretty good because, you know, for the Freddie Mercury jokes, it's like a piano bar because I'm like, I don't, I don't even, I hadn't been a huge consumer of YouTube. So I was like, I don't even know what you guys want. So I was like, I'm just going to try to do what feels good. It's like, I don't know, tell me. Tell me in the comments what what to do, and like, there's been a couple people said I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I'll do that next week. Like, cool. So, so th there is so, there is some fun in that to be like, hey, hey, idiot, like this would be a good idea. Oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Perfect. So, so yeah, just YouTube at Tom Boger, Twitter at Tom Boger, and uh, and it's really easy consumable uh, episodes because they're what from what I saw, eight nine minutes long. So yeah, it's kind of been the sweet spot so far. So uh, so go ahead, check them out. Awesome, and we really take, appreciate you taking the time to have some fun with us and join us for. The 27 minutes that you were here. So, thank you <laughs> Tom. I appreciate you guys. This is a lot of fun. Look forward to being back again. All right. Well, have a good one. Cheers, guys. All right. Chris. So, he is uh, a weirdo when it comes to uh, his bread, cutting sandwiches. Um, yeah, but uh, no. he is a human being when putting his uh, shopping carts. So, uh, <sighs> let, let's, we're not going to go too much longer, right? Because, uh, like we said, we're cutting the, the length of these episodes down. A bit. Uh, 
were you surprised with any anything he said? Because I was kind of surprised with what he said about Julian Gressel. I still don't believe that he's going to be playing the midfield. I, I think that he might see some some time there, here and there, right? Because you need a lot of uh, rotation, and you're going to have some moments where you see him there. But I think he's predominantly going to be playing the, uh, right back. But, I mean, I guess I could be wrong. Obviously, Tom obviously said otherwise, but I still – that's what I believe. Well, and before I give you my answer, so Liquid uh, Liquid Karmas is asking if we play soccer with friends or enjoy watching the game. Danny and I actually played together about uh, a, a, a week, week ago. ago. And I, was play I played yesterday. I play every Sunday. I play yeah. every Sunday, and then uh, yesterday was the first time and actually, somebody from Vice City was out there. I don't know if they watched the show, if they watched the show. I, I, didn't, I forgot to ask him for his name, but somebody was out there playing with from Vice City yesterday. And uh, I was playing, and it's the first time in my life, well, not my life, in, in the 20 years that I've had two metal plates. I have two metal plates and nine screws going uh, in my right ankle. And it was the first time since I've had that that I get kicked square in the metal plate. And never would I have imagined that it was going to hurt that much. I'm still limping. I had to stop playing, and I'm still limping around today. Uh, but yes, we, we play soccer. Uh, well, so I'm, Wait, let me tell you who I was surprised about. I was actually surprised about the fact that he said so vehemently that Kamal Miller, the, the team didn't want to trade him. That makes that sense. was pretty surprising to me, too. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that kind of shows that they understood the value of, of Kamal Miller to the team. Mm -hmm. um, but look, I mean, this guy's big money when it comes to the, the players back there on the, on the defensive side. So... I mean, if you could be able to get big money off of him, you know, that was interesting. And then Yedlin, the 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 quickness when it came to him responding whether he's going to stay or not, like, yeah, he's staying. Because of the simple fact that Gressel is probably going to be seen on the right, a little bit more above. So, you know. Well, look, and <coughs> I, I'm, like I said, I, I thought that it was cool that he let us know about the Kamal Miller thing because we all said they don't put, make this move unless they have somebody in mind. Now yeah. it sounds like they were almost forced to make this move. So Absolutely. maybe now they're just trying to figure things out now because maybe they didn't have something in mind. They just knew that they had to get this, this money in order to, to facilitate the Gressel move, the, the yeah. uh, Luis Suarez move, and all, the, all these other things. So that was interesting. So uh, I guess we'll see how we go from there. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, Chris, you about to say something? No, I was going to say, and then the whole Dixon Arroyo thing, like everybody's asking about Dixon Arroyo. But like in what I don't I don't know, guys. In what world do you see us staying with Dixon Arroyo? If Gregory stays, Arroyo's it. not coming back. The it's only way I see Arroyo no possibly way. signing signing again is if Gregory's here. And thank you for coming on, Giannina, for the first Ooh, time. Nineteen eighty-five, the greatest year of all time. That is. That is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, right. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff that he went over, I kind of wasn't surprised about, but. Um, you know, in terms of like Yedlin, I'm surprised about that. I think he would. I think it would be great to see him stay. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be better than what a lot of people anticipate for sure. Yeah, you know what? When Gressel got here, I thought that that meant almost for sure that Yedlin was leaving. But if Yedlin stays, maybe everybody's right. Maybe Gressel will see more time at, at midfield. Yeah. I just find it hard to believe. But maybe, maybe uh, I, I've probably been wrong about this all along. But I just I couldn't imagine that that they would both be here because I can't imagine Gressel playing the midfield. I feel like our midfield is, is pretty stacked, especially if Gregory stays. Gregory, uh, Busquets, we got Gomez, we got Kremaki. Oh, you know what? Well, you know what it is? I, I keep imagining Medina on this team. Medina's not part of this team yet. Yeah. And and I keep thinking to myself that Medina is taking one of those spots. If you speak it into existence, it's a possibility. So Jonas Van Devere 
is saying, what do you guys expect from Robert Taylor? Uh, I meant to ask Tom about Robert Taylor. All right, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. that would have been a good one. That, that would have been a good one because he was a gem last year. Uh, just like how Jonas uh, Van de Veer says, listen, I don't know if you know Jonas, but we uh, ended up getting back this guy named Emerson from Colombia. Oh, God. So he might be stealing Messi's minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 let's not kid ourselves here. All right, guys. All right. All right, Chris. Uh, do we have any final? We have to. The season starts in five days. We still have absolutely no idea how we're going to watch it, but you would assume that it should yeah. be visible somewhere. Apple TV knows that if they were to televise that, that it's going to get crazy ratings just because it's messy, right? Listen, anybody in the batter fam, if you guys know how, how we're going to be able to watch this game without Franco giving us play-by-play -play updates on Twitter, like, am I going to have to put Franco on my speed dial and be like, Franco, well, I need minute-to-minute -minute updates? I, I'll give you this, Chris. Uh, I've had a few people message me some illegal ways to watch it. So uh, I'm not going to make those public on here, but I mean, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know because I've heard a couple of illegal ways to possibly watch that game. I mean, is somebody going to be standing on the sideline with a fucking Polaroid or what? No, like, it's being televised in El Salvador. Oh, okay. Mm. So we got some El Salvador mm. things. Mm. Look at Mike V. Look at Mike V. Already there on that are. pirate <laughs> shit. Already yeah. on that pirate yeah. shit. Look at this guy. Well, Messi traveled to El Salvador. I believe so. I believe uh, um, Tata said that he would. And uh, Chris, did you see that Luis Suarez was asked about his knees? That's the stupidest question. I can't believe they asked him about his stupid. <laughs> it needed knees. to be asked, Chris. I don't remember what he answered, but it needed to be asked. And what did he respond? I don't remember. He probably said that he was fine. He probably I don't, said I don't he's remember. fine. Exactly. Because but it needs to be asked. Say? Like, oh, my knee snapped three times this morning. But Who it needed cares? to be asked. It needed to be asked. All right, uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we sign off on this uh, episode on Monday? Joel Kerr's mentioning broadcast production schedule doesn't even have it listed yet. It's not on no. the Inter-Miami app. On the Inter-Miami app, it literally says that the next game is January 29th. It's like this game doesn't even exist. Yeah. Guys... Mm -hmm. You want to know my last thoughts, Danny? Guys, go buy fucking Inner Miami license plates, bro. I want my fucking Inner Miami license plate. I'm getting real tired of this shit. Okay. Oh, look. Pablo letting us in. It was the very first question asked by Michelle Kaufman. You see, Chris? Michelle Kaufman is a vet. She knew what she had to do. Right out the blocks. Fuckata. Fuckata. Give me the knees. Knees up there. Look at that. First question right out the box. Tell me about the knees. Give me mm. a controversial response. No, his knees I, are fine. <laughs> Good job. But it needed to be asked, Chris. It needed to be asked. Oh, man. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, Chris, before we sign off here? That's it. Those are my final thoughts. Go buy a fucking Inter-Miami plate. Listen, even oh, for okay. those of you, Rohan, you don't live in Florida, get a license plate, buddy. Okay? <laughs> that way, when you move to Florida, you can have one waiting for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, I forgot to wear. Now that Rohan's on here, I forgot to wear my, uh, my Real Madrid jersey. Since uh, they beat Barcelona four to one, and and Vinicius hit the C. <laughs> oh man, damn it! I forgot to wear it. Anyway, all right. Um, on Wednesday we'll be back at nine o'clock with uh, we have Alex Windley joining us on Wednesday at nine o'clock. So please join us on Wednesday. We'll be talking a lot more into Miami. Hopefully we got some some moves from here to then. And uh, oh, and he's, he's a liver. Oh. He's a Liverpool guy. So is uh, Tom Bogert. Oh, that's he is right. Also Tom Bogert. He's a Liverpool guy also. So there you go, Rohan. Go follow Tom Bogert on Twitter because he's also a Liverpool guy. All right. As long as uh, you're not an Arsenal guy. 
yeah, no, no, we don't we don't deal with Arsenal guys on here. All right, if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you listening on the way again. Please leave us five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, we appreciate you sticking all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe. And um, actually, I haven't done this in a while, so I'm just going to do this for the first time in a while. And if you want some original, I don't even I haven't even updated the, the t-shirts on here. If you want some original Inter Miami merchandise, please visit batterfans.com. And uh, as always, for those of you joining us in the chat, we appreciate you taking the time. As always, you guys are the best part of the show. And until the next one, have a good one.